0: We're kicking off the spooky season by taking a closer look at all the big questions only we are brave enough to ask. That's right, spooky season starts now, shut up. Questions such as, are vampires cannibals? Is it the spirit or the vessel that makes the cannibal? What constitutes a cryptid? How much hair is a reasonable amount of hair to eat? We're providing the evidence and letting the court of public opinion decide in this creepy human meat of an episode.
1: if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock bitches stimming together we're weirds of a feather weirds
0: of a got a little song for you to kind of get us into this episode okay even okay. though this episode doesn't have to do with werewolves okay it kind of put me in the mood yeah i was working late on my half Torah when i heard a knock on my bedroom door i opened it up <laughs> and to my surprise there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes he says, tomorrow, my son, you will be a man, but tonight's the time to join the wolfin clan. Tomorrow you will stand at the beamer and pray, but tonight let's gaze at the moon and bay. Werewolf bar for spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Werewolf bar for spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. This is scary. (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. And with that, let's get into this episode. That That was from 30 Rock. Yes. Tracy Jordan. Tracy Jordan. Yeah. Artist Tracy Jordan. (laughs) Yes. Please go check it out if you haven't heard that one already because it's a jam. And people may argue with me. Oh, this is Weirds of a Feather, by the way, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Grace. I'm your host, Kristen. And I just want to blow right into this Heavy episode. Heavy on the
1: adjacent today. Let's yes. get into
0: it. It has nothing to do with ADHD, unless nope. you count us telling the story. <laughs> we are ADHD. But that's the only... <laughs> yes, we are. That's the only ADHD aspect of this, because our topic has nothing to do with anything. Nope. And it's just kind of a fun thing that we want well, to talk about. it's a follow-up, right? Yeah. Yeah, because we had... Well, the initial subject was brought up at a, with no context to begin with. It was you a warm-up question. Yeah.
1: And that's what we're going to talk about on one of our, on the exercise episode, episode... 59. 59. Yep.
0: And people out there may not agree with me, but in my head, it's halfway through August. It's officially spooky season.
1: It's, By the time this it episode starts airs... Now.
0: It'll be almost it'll be September. Even, it'll be, yeah, even closer. Yep. And so. I think it's time to celebrate. This is my time to shine. This is my season. And I want to kick it off early and do some spooky creepy stuff spooky creepy yeah so well, i was gonna do my whole little spiel but i guess first we should start with our little plushes little right? plushes all right let's do our song little, little plushes
1: that's right it's a bagel bite oh yeah with little plushes it's a bagel bite it's a bagel bite get your mouth ready yeah and you, honestly you should just empty the whole thing we got a bunch to talk about today
0: we got it's so a follow-up
1: to a warm-up question
0: yeah where we talked about so many topics that we were like, hey, this could be a whole episode. And here we are making it a whole episode. Yes. Because <laughs> I thought, why don't we just make this whole episode? But first, Kristen, what did you accomplish?
1: I mowed the lawn before it rained. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Good it's good been job. raining a lot. Ugh, it's the rainiest summer. Yeah, it's been a really well, it's El Nino. It's an El Nino year. It's also the hottest year on record. Am I concerned? Climate
0: change! Climate change!
1: <laughs> really <laughs> concerning. Um yeah. We are not meant long for this world, but that's okay. Here we're we're here now. We're having fun for now. We're having fun for now, and part of that is I've really developed this like love of mowing the lawn because I've turned into a father.
0: You are a father. I'm a
1: father of three (laughs) beautiful furry children.
0: Yeah, beautiful sons and daughter and a
1: daughter. (laughs) Daughter's just lovely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I it's it's been tricky to get it in before between my work schedule and. In the rain schedule, yeah. which is unscheduled, but frequent. It's been hard to do it, but I did it. And so I'm happy.
0: Nice. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Uh, what's your little plush? So the other day I got home and Ian told me he had a really fun surprise for me. And I was like thinking it was going to be a little treat or something. He's like, no, you're going to love Bell? it. Taco Bell? No. Is it was it not- Taco Bell? It was not Taco Bell. Oh. It was a dead snake in a bag. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he was right because I did love it. <laughs>
1: Here, well, honey, I got you a gift. Yes, and it's I was a carcass. I was, I know, genuinely
0: you... excited.
1: Oh my god, that's true love, right? There. Right, that's true love. Yeah,
0: because uh, he was right. I was excited. Ethically sourced. Yes, he was taking Lucy on a walk in the cemetery, and he found a dead snake. And he how big's wa- the snake? Not that big, just like a corn. You know, probably like a corn snake size, like small. How did it die? Small. Do we know? Kristen, you're asking way too many detailed questions. It was just a dead snake. We don't know the cause of death. There was no coroner's report, unfortunately. But Ian went back with a bag, and he scooped it up for me and saved it for me. And I was genuinely very happy. That's really What a romantic gift for me. In the
1: weirdest way.
0: I really have wanted a snake skeleton. Well, now you have it. I know. But I... In order to have my snake skeleton, first I have to make another death pit, obviously. Death pit. Because, you know, the flesh has got to rot away before right, I have the Right, Go back bones. to
1: our carcass care episode.
0: Yeah. Um, you'll hate it. You'll
1: <laughs> <laughs> it ties in with our spooky scary. Yeah, that's
0: true. Skeleton. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you're, like, squeamish and this conversation alone bruises oh, you man. out, you might want to skip this whole episode. The whole
1: thing. Because it's only going to get worse from here.
0: Yes. Me talking about dead snakes is kind of topical for what we're going to talk about in the future, right. so... This actually, for once, does apply to the rest of the episode, and the rest of the episode is going to be uh, bad if you don't like this. Yeah. So, so well, sit this I one think, out if you want.
1: You know, content warning for spooky scary. Yes. And cannibalism.
0: Yes. So. We're not cannibalizing anyone. We're just going to talk, talk about it. We're just
1: going to talk about it, because we have to. Yes. Um, well, we don't have to, but we need to.
0: We must. In our hearts, we <laughs> <Yeah>. have to.
1: <laughs> and if this is not your thing, that's Okay. It's not my thing either, but I want to learn about it. It's my
0: thing. Well,
1: I mean, like, I am not a cannibal.
0: Yeah, it's not my personal thing. I mean, not yet.
1: I haven't lived my full life. Maybe I'll convince you. Maybe. With this episode. (laughs) Probably not. All Um, right,
0: but back to my dead snake. I, long little plush short, I've been needing to make a new death pit. But that's a whole thing. You got to, you know, wait for the rain to stop. You got to go dig a hole. You got to drill a bunch of little holes want... in a bucket. You got to bury that bucket. And then you got to put your carcass in there. And put a little flag on top so you know where it is. I cover it with like bark and heavy things so animals can't come and like dig up my, those are my carcasses. Get your own. So I finally got myself to dig a friggin' death pit for the snake. And I'm calling it my Janet snake hole. <laughs> And so I'm proud of myself that I, I, did, I finally I feel like did that it. could
1: be really taken out
0: of context. Well, if you get the joke, you get it. And if you don't, you probably think I'm a freak, but you think I'm a freak anyways. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <Sorry>. now, <laughs> just... God.
1: Man, we are just, uh, we haven't even started yet. and oh, I've already got man. you snorting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that should lead us into our bagel bite. And I think it's time to get into... The human meat. The meat. The meat. It's human. It's human. Get it? Because we're talking about cannibalism. It's a joke. Get the joke. (laughs) But for real, we are talking about cannibalism this episode. And the meat of our episode is going to be about vampires and cannibals. So hold on to your fucking socks. (laughs) All right, so like we said, we used this as a warm-up question in Kristen's exercise episode number 59. Woo Uh We talked for so long at the beginning about vampires, whether vampires are cannibals. I wanted to know. What constitutes a cannibal? Are zombies cannibals? What is a cannibal fetish? And on and on. We covered so many topics all at once. We even got
1: into butterflies. Yeah. Which, which is a different episode now.
0: Yep, so go back and this listen to episode 60 yeah, to hear Kristen's explanation of butterflies (laughs) uh yeah we thought the butterfly stuff kind of was separate from this stuff and I really wanted to spend a whole episode talking about this stuff
1: yeah and boys their content
0: yeah So, without further ado, welcome to your nightmares! (laughs) But really, if you're squeamish, and if you hated our cannibal discussion, or if you're a child, you might want to skip this episode. Yeah. And I will say, if you are a child, and you don't choose to skip this episode, get ready to become the weird kid at school if you aren't already. You can't unhear this stuff. Yes. And it'll really just uh, leech into your personality, and you'll just be talking about this stuff as if it's, like, a common conversation. And then before you know it, you're one of us. One of us! One of us! One of us! So let's get into those questions, because we got a lot, and I really went crazy with the research. I got a lot of information, and I'm, I'm excited, so excited to share. I'm excited, too. We haven't done something like this in a while. No. I,
1: uh, we we're getting too serious for a moment.
0: <laughs> yes. So. We need to remember our cam- cannibal roots. Our cannibal roots, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the first question we posed was, number one, are vampires cannibals? This is the original question that sparked... This whole thing. Yes. Are vampires cannibals?
0: And I feel like you asked me this so casually as if I was just going to have a yes or no answer. I just wanted your opinion. There is so much required to dissect about this topic before we can really make a decision on that. Okay. You had no idea just how much stuff there was to this question. Yeah. I have taken it upon myself to really dive into this I thought it was going to
1: be kind of like, is a hot dog a sandwich thing and spark a little debate and then we would move on with our lives, but...
0: No, I just to turn it into a whole research episode.
1: (laughs) Boy, was I wrong.
0: Because, Kristen, I will tell you, this is a very complicated question, and it comes down to this, essentially. Yeah. One, is drinking blood considered cannibalism? Yes. That's really, we have to establish what is cannibalism first. Yeah. And then we have to establish, are vampires considered the same species as humans? Okay. Because you can't cannibalize something from a different species. That's just, like, consuming. Yeah, yeah. Consuming. Consume. All right. So I'm going to start us off with a little light cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> Lightly toasted. <laughs> yes. Which you might want to do to your bodies if you are a cannibal. Lightly toasted or deep fried or raw. I don't know. It's, I guess there's lots of options. So, what is cannibalism and what are the cannibalism requirements? According to Wikipedia, human cannibalism is the act or practice of humans eating the flesh or internal organs of other human beings. The meaning of cannibalism has been extended into the zoology to describe an individual of a species consuming all or part of another individual of the same species as food. Chickens do this sometimes. They eat their own eggs. Yeah, I feel like there are lots of animals that eat each other. Like hamsters that will eat their babies. Oh, yeah, like Stephanie's hamster. Yeah. Just like Stephanie's hamster, so that's part cannibal. Of it. Cannibal. <laughs> so that's part of it. You know, a key part of cannibalism is it's the same species. There's a lot of history about cannibalism. I said there's a lot of history about cannibalism throughout history. <laughs> that sentence makes sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got it. You're I right. got it. I'm yeah. following. Cannibalism has taken place around the world throughout history. Um, you can read more about that if you want to, but that is not what we're here for. We're not learning about the history of cannibalism. We're really just trying to get down to answering this question is drinking blood cannibalism? So I thought this next paragraph that was also from the Wikipedia page really pertained to our question. So it says, a form of cannibalism popular in the early modern Europe was the consumption of body parts or blood for medical purposes. This practice was at its height during the 17th century, although as late as the second half of the 19th century, some peasants attending an execution are recorded to have, quote, rushed forward and scraped the ground with their hands that they might collect some of the bloody earth, which they subsequently crammed in their mouth in hope that they might get rid of their disease. Yeah, their anemia. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Do you think that's it? Um, I mean. Do you think that's like what makes them crave blood is anemia? Or could it be other diseases? It could be other, it could be pica. It seems like some people crave blood. And actually there's a whole thing about, I think we mentioned like human vampires, like people who live as vampires Mm -hmm. and they genuinely like do crave blood. And I think maybe that's a medical issue that leads to that. It sounds like pica. But I also think back then they held this belief that vampirism or drinking blood will solve, like, different medical diseases. So I don't know if they craved it or they were just like, this is the modern medicine. This is what you do to get rid of scabies or whatever, you know? So right there it says that they did drink blood, and they refer to that as cannibalism. However, this would fall under medical cannibalism, which is the consumption of parts of the human body, dead or alive, to treat or prevent diseases. Oh, my
1: God. I not. This is, that's a phrase I, or a word I just – I didn't
0: know – Medical cannibalism? Yeah. I, I just... know. Okay. That's the thing. And What's... that's why I wanted to include it. Okay. I learned so much about cannibalism. Man. <laughs> so if one includes the drinking of human blood in one's understanding of cannibalism, which the ancient Romans themselves would not have done, they would not call that cannibalism, then medical cannibalism in Europe can be traced back to ancient Rome, where the blood of wounded gladiators was sometimes drunk out of a belief that it could cure epilepsy.
1: No peer-reviewed journals on that one.
0: Um, I didn't go deep into yeah, that one. Okay, but All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were really consulting the modern research. I think they were just like blood cure epilepsy. It might might do it. I'm shaking. <laughs> I better drink some blood. There's also something called self-cannibalism, which also according to Wikipedia is the practice of eating parts of one's own body, what? also called autocannibalism or auto sarcophagy. Car sarcophagy? Yeah. Yeah. Generally, only the consumption of flesh, including organ meat such as heart or liver, by an individual of the same species is considered cannibalism. In line with this usage, self-cannibalism means the consumption of flesh from one's own body. While some texts use the strict definition, others use the term auto-cannibalism in a wider sense that also includes the the consumption of hair or nails from one's own body. Oh. I just thought that was a good little...
1: Interesting. bit of info that I yeah. guess there are some
0: people that not just like biting your nails but like eating them okay. and like eating hair Ugh.
1: oh I've heard of people eating hair
0: yeah and they get like the big hair ball in their stomach yeah. like on Ripley's Believe It or Not I need some
1: Drano but yeah. don't
0: drink Drano don't do it yes but do yes. eat your own hair and then you'll be an auto cannibal and that's cool
1: and then you can walk around saying hey I'm a cannibal yeah,
0: yeah. and you're not harming anyone else and isn't that fun and
1: you're not harming yourself yeah because it's just hair unless you take
0: too much hair Don't take too much hair. Yeah, I
1: guess. Yeah, no, you could harm yourself. Eat a reasonable
0: amount of hair. Don't eat all your nails. But yeah, I don't know. Do your thing. Follow your heart. So according to all of that, it sounds like consuming blood could be considered cannibalism to some. But it's usually within that subset of medical cannibalism. And the more widely accepted societal definition of cannibalism is the consumption of flesh and organs only. So vampires are not doing it in a medical sense. So it wouldn't be medical cannibalism. Okay. They're consuming and they're doing it for like a life force. I agree. And so I guess let's pause there and say what are your thoughts so far? Okay.
1: So wait. So medical – so vampires are doing it to exist, right? Yes. So technically they're doing it for their health because if they don't do it, they die, right?
0: Yes. So. But they're not doing it to cure a disease. I see. Okay. And it seems like that is kind of a requirement for medical cannibalism. But they will – but I guess it could fall under die that. if they don't.
1: Yeah. So okay. you're doing it to
0: avoid death.
1: I understand the like general like organ and flesh only. I still think like if you're eating a piece of human, whether that be in liquid form or in solid form, that's still eating a piece of human or consuming a piece of human, and that is cannibalism in my mind.
0: Okay. So you could see blood drinking as being part of cannibalism. I could. Some people on Reddit brought up then, you know, what about drinking breast milk? Blah, blah, blah. Is that also then considered cannibalism of drinking fluids from oh. the human body? But I say no, because breast milk is meant to be consumed and I feel like part of cannibalism is consuming something that's not meant to be consumed yes I so I think agree. blood would be very different from breast milk and I don't think we even need to go down the breast milk route because that's it's, I can
1: if you want to be like very strict of like consuming other humans any part of the body I would say that's fine that's your definition but I guess I I agree with you Grace I think Breast milk is meant to be consumed.
0: Yeah, it's serving its intended purpose. As mammals, that's what we do. I agree. All right, so now we're on to the next phase. Next, what is a vampire? Really, what is it? Ah. A vampire is a mythical creature that subsists by feeding on the vital essence, generally in the form of blood, of the living. The notion of vampirism has has existed for millennia, despite... The occurrence of vampiric creatures in many ancient civilizations, the folklore for the entity known today as the vampire originates almost exclusively from the early 18th century southeastern Europe, where verbal traditions of many ethnic groups of the region were recorded and published. So that's something important to keep in mind just for all of general history, Mm -hmm. is that just because something is recorded and this is like the accepted thing, that doesn't mean that they invented this thing or they came up with the saying, or they're the best at it it just right. means like they're the ones who recorded it yeah yeah and you got to think about like who was able to record things throughout history right right and like white and, men
1: yes and maybe things were recorded but mysteriously lost or destroyed mm. and mm. we don't have them in this day
0: yes so that's really where kind of our modern day understanding of the vampire comes from is 18th century europe okay So according to History.com, vampire superstition thrived in the Middle Ages, especially as the plague decimated entire towns. The disease often left behind bleeding mouth lesions on its victims, Mm -hmm. which to the uneducated was a sure sign of vampirism. Like the bubonic plague? Yeah, probably. Probably. yeah. Yeah. Bubos? It wasn't uncommon for anyone with an unfamiliar physical or emotional illness to be labeled a vampire. So it's kind of like what hysterics was, you know, a hundred years ago, where yeah. it's like anything, especially I'm sure it was, it was like women or disabled people or people of color. It's like, oh, she's a little sad. She must be a vampire. It's,
1: they're just like people who are depressed and they haven't had the right amount of vitamin D. They're yeah, like, they're like not
0: going out in the sun. Right. Yeah.
1: Preferring to be alone. They're like definitely a vampire. Vampire.
0: They're just depressed. Hang them. <laughs> <laughs> But really, it sounds like, which I didn't realize, that it sounds like vampirism was kind of like witchcraft at a certain point in history. In different countries throughout the world, throughout history, this has happened where people have been accused of vampirism and they have been killed. They're just depressed. Yes. Or, you know, you got the lesion thing, which is kind of, I guess, legit, where it looked, you know, maybe it looks like they're drinking blood. There's also a really interesting BBC article that I read that goes more in depth into how disease led to the vampire myth. And it's actually super interesting, and I will put it in the resources if you want to read more about that. I'm not going to go down that route right now, but I just thought this whole thing of, like, where this idea of vampires even came from, I thought it was very interesting. Interesting. It also said something about how some people were... Because they were so bad at identifying when people were actually dead back then. Like you got the whole, you know, saved by the bell. Right, where right, right. Bury people with a bell.
1: Bearing. No one's checking a pulse back in the me- Middle Ages. And even then,
0: there are certain things that can like slow your pulse to the point where it looks like you're dead. And then they'll right. bury you and you come back to life. And so another. Maybe they're, they're frozen
1: or they're like hypothermic. Yes. Because you're not dead until you're warm and dead. Yeah. Is what a great trauma surgeon taught me. Sure. And I think that's just a common phrase in medicine.
0: I didn't know that, but now
1: I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you come in with hypothermia, we have to warm you up before you pre- you're pronounced dead because sometimes oh, you're just a good really idea. cold. And then once you get warmed up, your heart rate comes back and you
0: And then you've got fewer people buried alive and it's just yeah, better for yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's nice
1: to, like, not have that happen. doesn't but, look
0: good. But, okay, one of the theories behind where this vampirism came into the lore is that some people were buried alive. Mm-hmm. They came back to life once they were underground. And now they're traumatized. And they're scratching at things, trying to get out. Yeah. You go into the stage of madness sometimes where you bite yourself, and they think that some people were, like, unburied afterwards, you know, especially because they were so paranoid for a while about people being vampires that they would dig people back up as, like, evidence that they were a vampire. And if they, like, hadn't decomposed the way they thought a body should decompose, it's like, oh, she must be a vampire. Her body is... Still not oh, decomposed. Is
1: that why vampires sleep in
0: coffins? Maybe, actually, maybe. Doesn't that make sense? That's a good call. Oh. but some people—some people were also dug up and they had blood all over their mouths because they had gone crazy. They've been buried alive. Well, yeah, because you're buried gone alive. Gone crazy, and you're like biting at yourself, and you're scratching, and you're like covered in blood.
1: Right. And it's like the worst way to go.
0: Right. Being. Oh, it's terrifying. So, yeah, one of the theories is that they would dig people up and they had, like, blood around their mouths in addition to, like, these lesions and stuff. And they were like, oh, my God, they must be drinking blood. They must be a vampire. So if you want to read more about that, check out that BBC article. I thought it was very interesting. It's in the show notes? Yes, it's in the show notes. Okay. Okay. But our real question today is like, what is the vampire lore? Like, within lore, what do vampires do? So, How Stuff Works says since they are reanimated corpses, the living remains of a deceased person, vampires are often referred to as the undead. They can still pass as healthy humans, however, and will walk undetected amongst the living. The Dracula legend and the modern vampire legend that came out of it was directly inspired by the folklore of Eastern Europe. History records dozens of mythical vampire figures in this region going back hundreds of years. These vampires all have their particular habits and characteristics, but most fall into one of two general categories. This is important. Okay. Pay attention. Two the categories. two categories are... One, demons, demons or agents of the devil. The devil. that. Re- <laughs> Thank Sorry. you for that echo. You're my hype man. <laughs> demons or agents of the devil that reanimated corpses so that they could walk among the living. Or two, spirits of dead people that would not leave their own body. So this felt important to the debate. Interesting. Because... So it's
1: like not a ghost because a ghost doesn't have a body.
0: Yeah. Because a ghost is a spirit, right? Without a body, yeah. I see. And so really, like... If you believe that vampires are demons that reanimate corpses, so they could walk amongst the living. That would be different than if they are dead spirits of dead humans who are still in their own bodies. And now they've died and they become reanimated into vampires. Mm. So I guess my question there is, like, is it the spirit or the vessel that makes the cannibal? Oh,
1: my God. I don't know. I can't. I I don't know.
0: Like, I think if it's a if you believe in the whole it's demons that are reanimating corpses, I would say no. That takes them out of the cannibal running because Because while the body they inhibit may be a, a previous human who they've reanimated into a vampire, the soul or the spirit or whatever is like running this vampire is not human. But, I yeah, that takes us back to the question. Is it? The spirit of the vessel that makes the cannibal.
1: What are the Twilight vampires? Those would probably be the spirit of the dead people, right? Yes. I think demons. most
0: traditional like mainstream vampires like that, like Twilight and what we do in the shadows and et cetera, are, yes, the traditional, like, you have died, you are still yourself, and you've come back yeah. to life as a vampire. If that's the case, I would say you might have a case for cannibalism. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not sure. Agreed. I'm still not sure. Right? <laughs> there's so many questions That's here. That's what I'm saying. There's
1: so many questions. I feel like every time you almost answer a question, there's like five more questions yep. to be answered.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's not a simple question. Oh, my There is God. no simple answer. I did
1: not know that we were going to take this road. Surprise. This is a thought I had in the middle of the day.
0: And I just kind of was like, huh. Went crazy with it. Yeah,
1: you did. (laughs) I'm so excited about it. I I love this. Okay, let's keep going. All right.
0: Someone on Reddit brought up This, they said this, vampirism itself more often operates as a parasite or a symbiote that alters the host to suit its own needs and to further propagate itself. To be classified as a species, an individual vampire would have to somehow create an entirely new entity when they procreate, but instead they require a human or other species that are then altered.
1: Oh my God. Obviously,
0: these are stories where vampires operate differently, but the majority work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So then we really have to answer the question, what is a species? Oh, God. Kristen? Well, kingdom phylum. So according to biologydictionary.net, a species is a group of organisms that share a genetic heritage, are able to interbreed, and to create offspring that are also fertile. Different species are separated from each other by reproductive barriers. These barriers can be geographical, such as a mountain range separating two populations, or genetic barriers that do not allow for reproduction between the two populations. So, when we think about vampires, they cannot re- reproduce. Well, hold on. Or can they? Twilight.
1: Wait, so I vaguely remember Twilight because I did walk out of the theater. I was upset. Did you? Yeah, remember? I said, fuck this, and I walked out.
0: I don't remember you walking out. I just remember taking you to like the fourth one when you hadn't seen the other three. I was so fucking confused. And there's that scene where the wolves are arguing with each other, but they're doing it <laughs> tel- telepathically in their minds. No one told me they were And wolves. you just go, what the fuck is going on? I <laughs> know I was unhinged. But
1: maybe it, maybe it was a different movie I walked out of. There was another one where I was like, I'm out. But I remember in Twilight being very confused. But didn't they make a baby? And that was that was the whole thing that was frustrating because it was just really bad storytelling because the baby shared a vision. And then the whole movie was based off the vision. And then they were like, just kidding. It was a dream, which is very poor storytelling.
0: Yeah, I hate that shit. Um, Where it's like, it was like, all a dream. It was
1: literally the entire fucking movie was a dream. And then they're like, oh, it's just not. Do it because that's going to go badly for
0: us. Well, Stephanie Myers is a Mormon, and she kind of wrote this whole story. Like, I think her brother's name is Jacob in real life, and it just has this whole creepy vibe to it. And so, I don't know if we want to use Stephanie Myers and her weird, like, Mormon underlying message. uh, Yeah, there's a lot of like
1: can't do anything before marriage.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like virgin shit and
1: right.
0: The the whole premise is plenty He could have done hand stuff, and I'm
1: like. Without, like, I just... But also, okay. Really? There's nothing you can do? You don't want to go down on her? <laughs> like, Why don't you try that? I mean, like, it's about her pleasure too, right? Um, not when you're Mormon. Apparently not. And I... Ugh. Uh, Okay, so, he made a baby.
0: But even in Twilight, Bella was not a vampire. She was still a human. Didn't she
1: turn into a vampire, though?
0: But I think he turned her as she was, like, giving birth or something, because she was, like, dying. Well, fuck is it. And it had, spoiler alert, but I don't remember specifically either. But I think it was, like, he had to turn her as she was giving birth because this vampire baby was going to, like, destroy her from the insides out. So, I don't know. Sounds like a parasite. Yeah, right? And that's what this that's the person brought up. I think you could even make a case up. for
1: just regular human feti are almost like parasites. <laughs> yeah, they are. They, they need you to, you know, live off the mother and they need you to live, but that's a different topic. Yes. Kind
0: of so a I different guess, day. I guess a question that I did not answer in this one is can vampires reproduce amongst each other? Well, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they can normally. Right. Maybe they lay eggs. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Sorry. So, like, according to that definition of what is a species, I don't know if vampires yeah, kind of and humans would be the species,
1: same. Right? But they're not
0: the same species as humans.
1: Very true. So, okay, I see what you're saying. Because they're not the same species as humans. It wouldn't be cannibalism. Yes, because it's a different species consuming a different species. Yes. And therefore not cannibalism, because we've classified cannibalism as same species consume same species. Yes. Have fun with those S's, Christmas species, Yeah.
0: So once again, we're kind of at this place of, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of up in the air. And I still don't have an answer to this question.
1: There, there's more questions than answers, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yes. For
0: sure. I know. That's the problem. This research just leads you down a long hallway of more questions. Okay. All right. So that is my cannibalism vampire so explanation. So still out. Yes. And I would like, I think we need to re-poll this because I know we probably did a
1: poll. In episode 59, maybe just write 50. in. What do you think?
0: No, I think it needs to be a poll. Another poll. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like a poll of all these questions.
1: Poll of are vampires cannibals? Are vampires parasites? Don't do that.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: That's not good for the sound. <laughs> no. Of on and no
0: one can see you anyway, so it's um, unnecessary.
1: Okay. We've got polls on polls on polls. I'll figure it out.
0: Yes, because we want to hear your answers because I feel like now I've given I've given you more information and you can all make an informed decision. And I think my real answer to this is there is no set answer. I think it could be argued either way. And right. I'm really interested to hear
1: your thoughts out yeah. there. Yeah, and, you know, if you have too many thoughts that aren't being answered in a poll, write us in at feather at gmail.com. Yes. Because... We need to discuss more. Like this is not the last time we're going to be discussing this.
0: Unfortunately for you, no, it's not,
1: <laughs> because I'm going
0: to be talking th- about this for a long time. Yep, yep. I'm bringing this up at every work related party. You should. From now on,
1: instead of being like, "How's the garden coming?" I'm going to be like, "What are
0: your thoughts?" Yeah, we Let's need talk to talk about something interesting. We need to be having more conversations like this at dinner parties. Oh. Is what I say. I don't want to talk about the weather unless it's big weather, and then I will talk about weather. <laughs>
1: I have more thoughts on big weather, but I'll refrain. We can't talk about big weather. We can't right talk. Now. We, we No don't time. Have time.
0: No time for big weather. So
1: there's another question we brought up in that same episode.
0: All in the warm up question. What? Questions on questions. How do we fit so much into ten minutes? And now I've already done like thirty minutes of just explaining one part of this question. Yes. I don't know. We had rapid fire questions. We
1: just it, were, who would have thought that this would become this?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some people saw it some coming. people
1: were like, man. <laughs>
0: That's a complicated question. <laughs> yeah,
1: What's that mean when, like, one does not simply walk
0: into Mordor? One does not simply ask about cannibals and vampires. Yeah, without getting a whole multi-series on it.
1: Yeah. So we did ask another question. Another thing was brought up. Are zombies cannibals?
0: Oh, are you asking me? Um,
1: I'm reading the rest of the thing.
0: Oh, I was going to just... say, we don't have time to cover this right now, is oh. kind of what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm thinking, because I feel like, once again, we're going to have to get into the whole, like, are zombies the same species as humans? Should this be another bagel bite? Yeah, it just might have to be. because I, I feel could like not that my... one's an
1: easier question.
0: Maybe it is, but I kind of was enjoying this vampire role, and I didn't want to, like... We don't have time for yes. zombies. Zombies deserve their own time in the sun. Right. Unlike right. vampires, okay. which should not be, be in the sun. You know what?
1: We have a whole spooky season. Yeah. So... we got
0: months of Maybe
1: we'll just weird have content. spooky-themed bagel bites.
0: I think we should. Yeah. Because this is fun. Aren't we all having fun? (laughs) Aren't you having fun? Aren't you having fun? (laughs) All right. Another question that I had continuing with the vampire theme is, are vampires like known to be make-believe or do people dispute that they're real? AKA, are vampires cryptids? So really, first we have to answer, what is a cryptid? Yeah, I was going to say that's my first question. How do you define cryptid? Well, let me tell you, Kristen. Okay. From cryptidlibrary.com. Ivan T. Sanderson, a notable figure in the field of cryptozoology, dedicated his career to investigating and studying elusive and undiscovered species. Sanderson believed that the world held numerous unknown creatures waiting to be discovered. His creation of the term cryptid was an attempt to provide a classification for these mysterious creatures that had yet to be recognized by the scientific community. So unlike known species, cryptids cannot be easily categorized using traditional tactile Taxonomic, taxonomic yep, methods. Yep. Kingdom, phylum, genus, orders, class. i up. kingdom, phylum, class, or a family, genus, species. Yeah. And they are on the fringes of scientific understanding. So there is no scientific consensus on the existence of cryptids. Okay. Also important to know. So we don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. What they're saying. So cryptids are. Yeah. They're not like totally mythical. It's not like I made up this little green goblin and I think he's real. Santa it's, Claus. Yeah. Yeah. So Santa Claus is not a cryptid. Um, although I, I don't He's know, a magical I, can't, creature. I can't just say that. Yeah, but the thing with cryptids is that people cannot come to a consensus about whether or not it's a real animal. Like, it's not just a mythical, magical creature. It's an animal or a creature that some people dispute is real, and just like we haven't gotten enough research on it, or we haven't been able to like capture the elusive you know, whatever, Chupacabra or Sasquatch. Bigfoot or Mothman. Yeah, Sasquatch. Oh, We've got the Loch Ness Monster. These are all things that people have said, or mermaids, you know? They're things that people have said. I believe that these are real and we just have to, like, find them. And Jake the Alligator Man, they actually have his body.
1: I don't know at about that At the Marshes Free Museum. Oh. In Long Beach, Washington State. Oh. If you drive around in Washington, you'll see a bunch of stickers, bumper stickers that say, like, I believe in Jake or I saw... (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Now, and
1: bake a a bite for a different day. Washington.
0: And Oregon has Sasquatch. Like, Oregon is all about Sasquatch. It's like Oregon's thing is Sasquatch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Washington's thing is Alligator Man? I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't see it? No.
1: Now we're going to have to go back out to Washington. We're going to have to move back just for that. Drive over to Marsh's Free
0: Museum. We could plan a whole creepy road trip over there. We could. Yeah. The Pacific Northwest is so creepy. It is really creepy. creepy is vibes. that why they
1: filmed Twilight there?
0: Man, we're making a lot of Twilight <laughs> references. <laughs> I know. We don't support Stephanie Myers. We,
1: I've only seen one movie once. It was the last one, right? Yeah, I think so. Didn't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's... That's valid. It's very
1: confusing, but probably because I didn't see everything else. I've yeah. got the gist of it, though. You got the idea. Yeah. I, was, I wish I kind of knew about the wolves talking. Um, no, you don't need that to That one was hard to track. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a pretty
0: weird scene. That was
1: <laughs> I'm so confused.
0: All right. I also feel like it's important to know just in your general lives that cryptids are not inherently like magical creatures that have powers or weird abilities. Okay. So. Like you unicorn, know unicorn. Is that a cryptid? I don't know. Oh. That's a good question. Okay. But the thing is like, they're not initially necessarily like a magical creature. It's more like, I think I saw a Loch Ness monster. I saw something in the lake and now I suspect this is real. But over time, these like magical abilities and powers are attributed to these cryptids as the lore around them grows. Mm. So maybe they aren't magical to begin with, but then as like people tell more and more stories about it, like let's say Mothman or whatever. It kind of, you know, people add things in and then before you know it, you got this like crazy guy with superpowers or whatever. But cryptids are not inherently like magical creatures. Okay. So just they're I just, just that's important just to know guys. for life. Just they're just they're just guys and gals and that uh maybe a, maybe are real, yeah, non binary cryptids out there that Some people are like fighting for them being recognized. And actually, because of course, there are lots of animals that before science was able to like lock them down and prove it and
1: categorize them.
0: Big one, colossal. Yeah. Yeah. People suspected that certain animals were cryptids until before it became known that, like, all right, this is an animal. It's not like a. And also now that it's
1: like basically confirmed by the US government that aliens are real. Yeah. Maybe some of these were, like, aliens just hanging
0: out. Oh, maybe. That's another uh... point. But I also have another article that I will talk about sometime in the future during our spooky season that is seven animals that were labeled cryptids before they were discovered. Wait, just name one. I need it. I, need I don't it. know. Platypus, probably. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't have a front of me. But that feels right. I feel. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, like, yeah, giant squid. I don't know. Animals that, like, can't be. You can't lock yeah. them down, you know? Yeah. Scrappy. All right. So in contrast to these cryptids, the vampire is generally considered to be a fictitious entity. Okay. Al- although belief in similar vampiric creatures, such as the chupacabra, still persist in some cultures. So I would say that vampires are not cryptids because we know now that they are like just a myth for the most part. Yeah. But back when people believed that vampires were walking amongst us, mm. then yeah, I would say they probably would fall under the cryptid territory. Oh. So I think, yeah, I think being labeled a cryptid also obviously changes depending on how, where the science is and how much we know about you. Okay. And if you're elusive or not. Huh. Yeah. We also brought up human vampirism at one point, just people who live as vampires. And we're definitely going to have to save that for its own segment because there is just so much about it. so much. I found so many fun articles and I had to control myself and not put it into this episode. Because it's a fun topic, and you learn a lot about humans and how weird we are.
1: Jesus, so, so I'm looking at the. There's a lot. Yeah. Well, I feel like we asked more questions than we answered today.
0: Yes, because you know it's hard to lock down some of these answers, but I think we've posed more questions. I think we've given some good information, mm-hmm. and I think it's up for the people to decide. Yeah. I also had a bunch of stuff in here about cannibalism fetish because Kristen, I know you were super interested in learning about that, <laughs> and you were like, "Please tell me about cannibalism fetishes." Once again, do we need to save that for another? I day? think I might have to save it because okay. I found this whole great article about it. The Army Hammer stuff really brought about a lot of articles about who cannibalism Armie fetishes. Again? He's that actor who was like accused of cannibalism last year, and he like terrorized a bunch of women and shit. What was he in? I don't know. It doesn't matter because he's a piece of shit. All right. But that whole thing really caused a lot is of like. Is his real
1: name Army Hammer? Or is that a stage name?
0: I'm not sure. Okay. I didn't, I didn't expect you to have so many Army Hammer specific questions. <laughs> I kind of just threw that in there because I thought people would recognize the name. And I did
1: not. I've never heard of him in my life. But... What?
0: Yes, you have. No, you I just have. don't pay attention. I, I know Arm and Hammer. The yeah, I think it's probably like a, a play on that. I Stupid. See. Yeah, but. He sucks, and that's not really what a cannibalism fetish is. Like, a cannibalism, a cannibalism fetish is not where you're, like, hurting and terrorizing people, you know, because BDSM is all about safety and consent. consent. And so if you are, like, terrorizing women and keeping them trapped against their will, that's not a is fetish. Is that what he was doing? That's just, like, you Christ. terrorizing people. I don't know if that's exactly what he was doing, but there's— Lock him up! All right, so maybe I'll have to do this for a future Bagel Bite, and I can talk more about this Army Hammer thing. Hammer.
1: Because, <laughs> all right, I
0: won't go into it this episode, but I will just say that I had mentioned that case of the guy who wanted to be eaten, and there was like a consensual, I want to be cannibalized right. by you, man, who wants to cannibalize someone, mm-hmm. and... I just did a little research into, like, the law behind cannibalism. And according to Cornell Law School, cannibalism is defined as the consumption of another human's body matter, whether consensual or not. Body matter. That includes blood. It could. Includes blood. And in the United States, there are no laws against cannibalism per se. But most, if not all, states have enacted laws that indirectly make it impossible to legally obtain and consume the body matter. So even if you consent and say, chop off my arm and eat it, like that's still yeah. a, a legal no-no. So, But you, you could
1: still consume blood. You just kind of, you know, you get an IV, you take it out of them, and then you just
0: down the hatch. Yeah. And so the, that's another question is if that's consensual, would yeah. that still be illegal? I don't know. And then I think we're back at the beginning. I feel beginning like you chop of, someone's
1: arm off, even at, I don't, I don't, I don't
0: So is it the blood is not considered to be cannibalism because there's like a replenishing source and you're not taking something away from someone for good? Is that necessary? Is that part of cannibalism and this distinction? Because by law, I would think it'd be much different if you said, drink my blood and I drank your blood. Yeah. As opposed to you saying, eat my arm and then I ate your arm. I think those are very different. Yes. In the eyes of the law and just in my heart.
1: Yeah. They yeah, feel I agree. I completely agree. They're different. They're different means and ends.
0: Yes. And speaking of ends, that is the end of our episode. Uh, as much as I want to keep going and going can and going. We go forever. Yes. There's but, so much more. But I, I, I'm not allowed to. I, <laughs> the, the people at the top so will me. There's so many more things. I know. And I feel like we just, yeah, brought up more questions than we even answered. Uh, but then we get to talk about this over and over forever. And isn't I that have fun? have so many more questions. I do too. But we don't have time to ask them today. Okay. So let's save them for the future. I'm sad, but I understand that this is necessary. I know. I know you really want to get into the sexual cannibalism, I Kristen. I have demanding. a lot of questions. I have a lot of answers okay. that I want to give you, but not this episode, unfortunately. So I guess this is more vampire-focused than cannibals. Yeah. although we did talk about cannibalism oh, as
1: well. Wait. I have so many more questions.
0: Well, save them, because that's okay. the end of our episode. I hope you enjoyed all of that information that I just <laughs> talked at you about. And I hope it sparked a lot of questions in you. I hope it sparked a lot of imagination. I hope it got the gears turning of like, what is cannibalism? What are vampires? Is drinking blood cannibalism, you know? So let us know about all your answers. We want to get your input. This is just gonna be a continuing conversation on this podcast, I guess, for a little bit. Yeah. Until we've exhausted the topic. Yeah. But if we ever will. It's gonna, yeah, we're gonna bring it up again. So yeah. get ready. Yep.
1: In our warm-up question that kind of sparked this whole horse train, we also asked, and we're going to ask again and again and again, again, are you a vampire? And if so, please, please, please write us in at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. I want to know. I have so many questions for you, vampire, sheath, he, they, them. Yeah. I need to know. Are you a zombie? Write us in. Are you a cryptid that we don't know about? Ooh. I need to know. We have questions. We'll have you on the podcast. I'll buy you dinner.
0: Although, would it be encrypted cryptid still if they were like, yes, we exist and we are established as this creature? It's like, yeah. are you still a cryptid even? Well, we could talk about Let that. us know. If you're a cryptid, let us right. know. And with that. Ah! Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah. yeah follow us on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Find Sorry. us on <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Wow, you really jumped the gun there. Do- donate at yeah. coffee.com. No. K-O-F-I-G-I-N. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. You guys know. You get the gist. It's in the resources. dash -fi.com slash weirds of a feather and uh, if you want to keep for some reason keep this podcast going <laughs> yeah. you can donate to us huh? and we'll give you more content just like this yep so give us your thoughts hope you enjoy this spooky scary spooky, episode. spooky birds yeah ah. let's do creaky, creepy creepy squawk squawk out
1: um ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that <laughs>
0: ah. Ah. Oh. Oh. Ah. Ah. Oh yeah, that's a classic. I feel like owls are creepy. And then bat noises. Why are owls creepy? Because they're out at night. And also they represent death.
1: All right, bye.